Well, today, as we look into Romans chapter 12, and really as we look into the book of Romans, we find that God is up to something very similar in our lives, something similar to glass blowing. Dios está haciendo algo muy parecido con nosotros. In fact, uh, if you read through the book of Romans, what you learn is that God, through his son Jesus, has really uh, brought us to a very special place with himself because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Por el sacrificio de Jesús, Dios nos ha traído a un lugar muy especial. God's brought us into this place where he no longer looks at those who are connected with Jesus according to their sin and their impurities, God has placed us through Jesus in a right position with him. We are justified, just as if I'd never sinned. It, we are put in a right standing. En Cristo tenemos una justificación, una posición recta con Dios. In fact, Romans 5.1 says we have been justified through faith in Jesus Christ, and that creates a new standing with God. We have peace with God. Hemos sido justificados por la fe en Jesús y tenemos paz con nuestro Señor. That's a beautiful thing. Now, uh, as a result of that, if we get to Romans 12, 1, we're told in view of that, in view of this gift, in view of this mercy that God has given us in Jesus, it says in view of all of that, you are to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. I want to read this for you, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual or true and proper worship. Por lo tanto, hermanos, tomando en cuenta la misericordia de Dios, les ruego que cada uno de ustedes en adoración espiritual ofrezca su cuerpo como sacrificio vivo, santo y agradable a Dios. And then verse 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. No se amolden al mundo actual, sino sean transformados mediante la renovación de su mente. Así podrán comprobar cuál es la voluntad de Dios, buena, agradable, y perfecta. In glass-blowing terms, what is this saying? It is saying, Jesus offered his body on the cross to die for you. Jesús ofreció su cuerpo en la cruz para morir por ti. Jesus went into the furnace. Jesus went into the hell hole for you. Jesús fue al horno, al infierno por ti. And so as a result of that, in view of this gift, in view of God's mercy, you are called then in response to offer your bodies. Offer your bodies, not to die, but offer your bodies to live as holy, pleasing sacrifices to God. Ofrezcan sus cuerpos para vivir por él como sacrificios vivos. In other words, Jesus has gone through the furnace and the hell hole for you so that you can be brought into this new standing with God. You can be brought into the glory hole. Tú puedes llegar al, al agujero de gloria, to that place where now God can begin to remake you. 
where God can make something new out of your life. Ahora Dios puede hacer algo nuevo de tu vida. And it goes on to say that by sacrificing or offering yourself this way, this is your true and proper worship. This is the logical response to what Jesus has done. Es su adoración espiritual. So how do we do this? How do we offer ourselves? What does that look like? ¿Cómo ofrecernos? Well, it's in verse 2, which I just read here. It says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. No se amolden al mundo actual, sino sean transformados mediante la renovación de su mente. This is talking about becoming mature. It's talk about talking about coming into what God wants for us. And in order to become mature, in order to become complete, in order to become that holy and pleasing thing to God, He wants us to no longer be squeezed and pressured into the shape of the world, of the sinful, fallen world in which we live. El quiere que no seamos amoldados según la forma de este mundo. This world is always trying to shape us. Do you know that? You're being shaped by that thing in your pocket. You're being shaped by media. You're being shaped by attitudes. You're being shaped by, by thoughts and philosophies. You're being shaped by all kinds of things. Don't let that squeeze you into its mold, it says, but rather be transformed. No sea molim según las filosofías del mundo, sino que sean transformados. This is talking about being reshaped, reformed, reconfigured, by the renewing of your mind. Se trata de ser transformados, reformados, reconfigurados por la renovación de la mente. In other words, God wants to put something new inside of us. Something new is going on in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart, in the deepest part of us. Hay algo que Dios ha puesto dentro de nosotros. He wants to breathe like a glass blower something into us. And what is he breathing? He's breathing the new life of his Holy Spirit. He's breathing the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. New life. Como, como un artesano, Dios está soplando como en vidrio la nueva vida de Jesús, la vida resucitada de Jesús. He's starting on the inside to do something with us that is going to work itself out to the outside, to the way we live, the way we use our bodies, the way we go about our lives. Y eso va a transformar la manera en que vivimos por fuera. And what's the goal of all of this? ¿Cuál es la meta? Verse 2 says, then, you know, when you're transformed then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Así podrán comprobar cuál es la voluntad de Dios, buena, agradable, y perfecta. You will be able to realize or to, to be fulfilled in the perfect plan of God. Vas a ser realizado en el plan perfecto de Dios. What is that goal? What is that plan? What, what's the shape that God wants to give us in the end? ¿Cuál es la forma que Dios nos quiere dar? Well, I want to go to Romans 8.29. Another verse in Romans talks about this. It says that God has predestined those he foreknew to be conformed to the image of his son. Dios los predestinó a ser transformados según la imagen de 
su hijo. This is telling us that what God is after in this reshaping of our lives, he wants to take the offering of our lives, blow into us the new life of Jesus Christ, and he wants to reshape us so that in the end, we actually in some way are conformed or shaped to the image of Jesus. That we look like him in some form or fashion. Él quiere reconformarnos a la imagen de Jesús. And where does it start? It starts in the glory hole. Now by that I would mean it starts at that point of surrender. It starts at that point of trusting in Jesus, of determining to give our lives to him. Comienza con el, el, la entrega a Jesús, de, de ponernos a fe en Él. Now, this is where often Christians get confused. They think, okay, I've surrendered to Jesus. I've trusted in Jesus. I went to the glory hole. My sins are forgiven. I'm done. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. No more work here. It's all finished. Yes, it's finished in terms of our standing with God. We're forgiven, yes. But God's not finished with us. It's only the beginning of a process It's a process, uh, the big word for it is sanctification. It's the process of catching up to the new standing that we now have from, with God. Se trata de un proceso de santificación, de ponernos en la forma de Jesús. It's about catching up to looking like Jesus. God already regards us as being free of sin like Jesus. Wow, how could that happen? Only through him. But now he's saying, I'm going to actually make you like him. And along the way in this process, God wants to use a number of, of reshaping tools to get us there. Dios quiere usar unas herramientas para remodelarnos. And that's what I want to talk about here today. And in fact, for the next few weeks, I want to begin exploring with you in a series of messages from God's word. We're calling it God's reshaping tools. You saw the reshaping tools in the video. Well, in a similar way, I believe that God's word shows us that he has provided some reshaping tools for you and for me. Vamos a mirar unas herramientas de Dios para remodelarnos. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be exploring week by week some of these different tools that God has given. Sometimes they have been called spiritual disciplines. Son llamados también las disciplinas espirituales. Spiritual disciplines, holy habits, purposeful practices that God wants to use in our lives as followers of Jesus. Son hábitos santos, son prácticas con propósito que Dios usa con nosotros. In fact, if you hear that word discipline, usually you're thinking, ugh, discipline. Let me give you another thought. Let me transform the renewing, uh, renew the, the thinking of your mind. Discipline comes from the root word disciple. Disciplina viene de discípulo. A disciple or a follower of Jesus is someone who is going after Jesus seeking to be like him how by following various disciplines by using different reshaping tools that God has provided uh, un seguidor de Jesús un discípulo es alguien que siga a Jesús usando varias disciplinas so we're talking about reshaping tools that are designed not to bring us down not to cramp our style not to squeeze us in but rather to 
blow us out into the shape that God has for us. We're talking about tools like prayer and engaging the scriptures, worship, service, generosity, even some disciplines that are a little bit out there like fasting and Sabbath rest. Hay disciplinas como la oración, la palabra de Dios, la adoración, servicio, generosidad, hasta ayuno y descanso en el sábado. And God's going to use all these different tools. And his goal through these tools then is to move us towards maturity in our faith. Él quiere avanzarnos hacia la madurez. And in fact, that's the goal that we've chosen as a, uh, a theme this year at Sunrise, moving towards maturity. But I want to say that that's really not the goal for just this year. That's really the goal. That's really the target of the Christian life. For us to move towards maturity. La meta de toda la vida cristiana es avanzar hacia la madurez. So as we, as we look at this, there are a couple things I want to clarify, and I've already kind of hinted at that. But one of the things I want to be very, very clear on is that God's reshaping tools do not save us. Only Jesus can do that. Estas herramientas no nos salvan, solo Jesús nos salva. By practicing these different reshaping tools, you are not going to earn God's favor. You cannot earn your way with God. Al practicar estas herramientas no puedes ganar el favor de Dios. You cannot be justified or put in a right position with God by exercising these disciplines. Only Jesus can justify you, and he does. Solo Jesús te justifica. That's something we want to be very clear on. Let me see if I can back up and explain this and the, the relationship of this in a different way. I remember years ago, my, my college chaplain, uh, he's now an author, his name's Gerald Sitzer, he's written a number of books, but I remember him explaining this to me, and, and he used the idea of a sailboat. Mi capellán de la universidad hablaba de un barco de vela. He said, what makes a sailboat move? Well, we might think, well, a sail. And that's not true. Just because your boat has a sail doesn't mean it's going to move. El hecho de tener una vela no quiere decir que el barco mueva. I mean, the sail might be folded up. The sail might be down. Right? That's not going to move the boat. What moves a boat? The wind. El viento mueve el barco de vela. But in order for a sailboat to be moved by the wind, what do you have to do? You have to hoist the sail. You have to raise it up and unfold it and get it to, into a position where the wind can catch it and fill it, and then that is what moves the boat. Hay que izar la vela para que el viento lo agarre y, y pueda mover el barco. And so it is with these things called spiritual disciplines or God's reshaping tool. Just because you have at your disposition the tool of prayer or the tool of, of the Bible, just because you have in your pocket the ability to go to worship doesn't mean you're going to move forward automatically. Doesn't mean you're going to grow in your Christian life. El hecho de tener la oración o la palabra no te va a hacer crecer en la vida cristiana. It's not necessarily automatically a given. Oh, you've got prayer. You've got God's word. You're going to grow. You have to hoist the sail. You might have all those tools in your pocket folded up neatly, but you've got to hoist the sail. 
It is by using these tools regularly, we put ourselves into a position for the Spirit of God to fill us and move us forward in becoming into the shape of Jesus. Al usar estas herramientas nos ponemos en posición para que el Espíritu nos llene y nos haga avanzar en nuestra fe. So, let's see if we can summarize here as we look at this series. First of all, we want to be clear. Jesus is the shape and the model of what maturity looks like when we talk about becoming mature. Jesús es la forma de lo que es la madurez. Jesus is the shape and the model we're going after. Number two, God has provided tools for us so that as we make use of these reshaping tools, we can become increasingly conformed, reshaped, into the image of Christ. Dios nos ha dado estas herramientas para que podamos conformarnos más a la imagen de Cristo. Third, these reshaping tools do not save us. No nos salvan. But once we have surrendered, once we have trusted in Christ, these tools are a part of God's plan for moving us forward into Christ-like maturity. Una vez que nos entreguemos al Señor, Podemos crecer con estas herramientas. And so, what do we need to do? Hoist the sail. Hoist the sail. Hay que izar la vela. In fact, in this series, each week what I'm hoping to do is that this will be a very practical series in the sense that every week I want to share with you a practical resource and some ideas for you to take home then and to to put into practice or to try on or to hoist the sail of each of these different spiritual tools. And we're going to ask you to try these out. You may say, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Give it a try. We want you to be able to stretch. This will be a stretching, a growing, a reshaping opportunity for all of us. Vamos a darles cada semana unas ideas prácticas para seguir en casa entre semana. And so I want to begin this first week I want to give you a practical tool for simply hoisting the sail. In other words, it's a tool for helping you this week to live into Romans 12.1, which says to offer your body as a living sacrifice. It's a simple daily prayer of surrender. That's all it is. Quiero darles una pequeña oración de entrega al Señor. In fact, I'll be at the back with it, and I'm going to ask some of the, uh, the ushers and the greeters to help me hand these out after worship. It's a simple prayer, and the prayer involves uh, uh, a physical posture because we're presenting our bodies, right? So it involves having your palms up at certain points, your palms down at certain points to represent that, that you are letting certain things go and you're also open to receive what God has for you. La oración tiene palmas para abajo y palmas arriba para simbolizar que estamos entregando ciertas cosas y también recibiendo ciertas cosas. Señor. And so I, I want to encourage you to take one of these and through the week to find an opportunity to raise the sail. I want to invite you into the glory hole. Quiero invitarles al agujero de gloria. It's that place of surrender to Jesus so that God can do whatever whatever 
God wants to do. Les invito a ese lugar de entrega para que Dios haga lo que Él quiera hacer. So I'm going to lead you right now in this prayer, at least in a kind of an adapted version. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. In fact, if you want to, just lift up your palms if you are comfortable doing that. Vamos a levantar las palmas. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name. Llegamos en tu santo nombre, Padre. We thank you for your love and your faithfulness. Gracias por tu fidelidad y amor. Thank you for accepting us because of Jesus. Thank you that we are right before you only through him. Gracias que somos perdonados solo por medio de Jesús. Thank you also for your plan to reshape us into Jesus' likeness. And so, Lord, I present myself to you, body, soul, and spirit. Te presento, Señor, cuerpo, alma, y espíritu. I bring you my strength and my weaknesses and my hopes and my fears, my successes and my failures. Te traigo, Señor, mis debilidades y fuerzas, esperanzas, miedos, todo. I invite you to put your palms down if you want to. Now, Father, by faith, I release into your care and into your hands all of these things, all of myself to your sovereign control. Me entrego a tu control, Señor. I cast all of my cares on you. And I pray, Lord, let your will be done in my life today. Te entrego mis preocupaciones y pido, Señor, que hagas tu voluntad conmigo hoy. And again with your palms up. Otra vez con las palmas arriba. Heavenly Father, I now receive from you all that your grace has for me today. Recibo lo que tengas para mí en tu gracia hoy, Señor. I look for your strength in my weakness, your peace for my fears, your forgiveness for my sins, and the grace to forgive others who have sinned against me. Pido tu fuerza en mi debilidad, tu paz para mis miedos, tu perdón para mis pecados y la capacidad de perdonar a otros. Guide my steps. Direct my thoughts. Protect me from the evil one. Holy Spirit, I invite you to fill me today. Guía mis pasos, dirige mis pensamientos, protégeme del maligno. May I be an expression, an extension of your grace and mercy to those around me. Que yo sea una extensión de tu gracia a los a mi alrededor. Use my life. Usa mi vida to the glory of your name. A la gloria de tu nombre. In Jesus I pray. En el nombre del Señor Jesús. Amen.